All right, here we are. Once again. <laughs> uh, we just started a podcast and it didn't work out because we couldn't pull up the song fast enough, but now we're actually here. I'm here with Max Henry, the oh, one and yeah. only, and he's going to play us a nice, delicious jazz tune. Oh, yeah. Should I just put it by the mic or just bump it? Put it put it by the mic, but All I'm right. probably going to download it and then drag Perfect. it into the timeline. Okay, or, here we we'll, go. We'll actually play Boom. it. Boom. In our Ferguson, we've got a world that swings. song all right that was pimp that was super good a little bit of maynard ferguson that's a hot day you know jazz always good to keep you feeling cool you gotta feel yeah i tried to get into my low keep you feeling cool you may be able to tell if you're listening that despite being on my third height drop i still have not learned how to speak into the mic (laughs) as loudly as brandon douglas so i guess it's all good i can change the levels in post but maybe by my 30th experience experience (laughs) experience all right um we're gonna cut the live stream thanks you guys that joined us on the live stream for for anyone who wants to be a part of that next time just subscribe to the height drop instagram and you might be able to see some pre oh we just got callum oh my god we just got graced by the Ooh. presence of a a legend right, callum Powell, except i don't know if the live stream is even working oh but, well, um, sorry callum you're not really missing anything <laughs> but uh we gotta cut the live stream i hope you guys can hear me at least sorry guys you'll have to listen We'll say goodbye if you can see us. Bye. Um, and uh, much love to the people who joined in. Much people who lo- or much love to the, the Instagram followers Brandon on Instagram. Brandon is doing a killer job of multitasking right now. You're hitting the live stream. Oh, You're- I got a live stream going. We got the, got podcast, the podcast recording. I'm speaking into a microphone. I I'm sipping water. I can I'm barely s- do one of those things at a time. I'm on steroids. Nice, healthy, healthy. I'm on steroids. There. I'm on brain drugs, and I'm on. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's not even coffee. talk about it. Illegal things. Oh, illegal yeah, coffee is legal, but there's other stimulants <laughs> going on that you wouldn't know about. But uh, <laughs> okay, that's I got this here. This only way I'm going to be able to train when morning. I get to my old age. When I get to mid thirties, I actually probably will, if I can afford it. I want to go on some shit, <laughs> like like roids. I don't know. Were you here when we had this conversation? I feel like we, we had this. I've, been, I've, I've definitely had this conversation with you before. Okay. But let's go into it because I've never had it on, on high drop. I, I mean, this think. is kind of like a, a Maybe shoot the shit episode anyway, right? So Yeah, we're just shooting the shit. Um, if you guys don't know, obviously, this is Max. Let me jerk you off a little bit. Max <laughs> Henry, trainer for over, practitioner of over 12 years now? Uh, 11. 11. Yeah. Okay, almost. Almost 12. You're getting on that. That lucky, that lucky 11, though. Yeah. Good and, year so um, far. Just one of the most influential people in the American, especially, but the global parkour culture, I would say. I mean, you've written your own book, The Parkour Roadmap, which you should all check out. I'll make sure I put that in the description. description. And uh, Actually, and speaking of that, I really cool story that yeah. um, I've not gotten like a ton of cool like stories about, about the book lately, but Ian William like posted on my Facebook yesterday, and he was like, Dude, oh. turn this thing. Hold on a second. 
just make sure you're speaking into the logo. Oh. Sorry, guys. I'm saving the listeners from. Hey, guys. Well, there I'll restart. Go. Basically, Ian William, <laughs> yeah. who's uh, coaching out in Connecticut, like posted on my on my story that he was like coaching a dad and his kid. And they were like, oh, we've never done parkour before. But I guess they were like pretty solid. And he's like, you never like taken lessons. They're like, no, we just learned it all from like some book. Oh, and no shit. <laughs> apparently they just like read the parkour roadmap a bunch of times. And Ian was like, yeah, like they were like killing the game, actually, which is super cool because I'd never given it to. I've never gotten feedback from people that haven't done parkour, and mm. then that was their like first. That was their thing introduction, basically. Yeah, yeah. To, I mean, it, it, it really is training. like an amazing thing. And there's no better person, especially like, just if you know, you're you're obviously known. You're when I think of you in my mind, it's like you have the the almost ideal progression. Like, you're the, the you're the epitome example of like what it it could mean to like grow into like someone an expert level practitioner from. From basically new. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Just basically, I mean, because I always thought you were just that good, and I always thought that a lot of people that were, you know, at the level that you're at were were just talented yeah. or super athletic or something like from the get go. But uh, when I saw that video, YouTube, when I yeah. saw that video of you back in the day at Callum's house, actually, <laughs> oh I was my like gosh. blown away about how much progress someone could actually make, and it inspired me because I just yeah. remember going, "Damn!" Like, if he can make that much progress, like. You know, at that point, you'd been training probably for eight years. Like, I I was excited to see where I might go as well. Yeah, dude. Uh, If if you're listening and you want to check out an 18 minute video of me talking to a camera and being a noob with a bowl cut, it's called I've Never. I wait, what was it called? Oh, shoot. It was I, I parentheses kind of trained before is the name of the video. (laughs) It was because Shades Law uploaded a video of like, I trained before and it was like, one of his first training videos. And I was like, Oh man, I found this like gold cassette tape that I'd filmed on my dad's like handheld camcorder. And I was like, it was me and my buddy Calvin probably like three or four months in. And I think my favorite part is still like in the first two minutes, just the camera's sitting and I'm like prepping to go do a run and this car drive, uh, car drives past. And one of the kids I went to high school with in the background is like, get a life, Max. Like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you can just Getting hear called out. <laughs> you can just hear it get on the a video. Get a life, Max. Because oh I just like just go out and train every day. And people are like, what the heck are you doing? Like no one's ever heard of the sport. Now only a couple of people have heard of the sport. So <laughs> it's gotten better. Yeah, you pay a price. You pay a premium to get in on the ground floor of, of anything. Yeah. And the, the premium for parkour was just getting made fun of. <laughs> yeah. Just like fucking loser like yeah i mean looking back like i totally was i still am but you know now at least there's enough people in parkour that they have like stockholm syndrome to themselves into thinking i'm cool and like we're cool and reality like if you're outside of the community you're like a skater or something you're just like oh my lord what is this culture like <laughs> oh my god the pk call i mean that's how everything is i don't think that anything is not that yeah, that's for the true. era that it begins. Yeah, you know, like it's always fringe, and everyone's gonna make fun of it and shit on it, and it's weird and it's like easy to shit on because that's what that's what a big mainstream culture will do with anything when it first comes up, and then slowly watch, but like, surely you change minds, and it doesn't really matter because like the yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, now I watch like I remember back in the day, like oh six oh seven, you had like Stefan Vigru and, and Ilabaka, like young, just like these like shredded dudes with their long locks. I'm like. Uh-huh. Like man, I'm gonna be like them someday, and then I became an adult, and I was the exact same person. And I'm like, well, so much for that <laughs> transformation. But now I watch like 
Elijah and the tryhard kids. I'm like, yo, if I was like 13 and saw Elijah just landing like dub sides with literally no effort and like basically walking out of it the way that like he would walk down the stairs at the nest, you know, like he like lands and just like hunched shoulders, kind of like just casually walks out, like his hair like flowing oh in the wind. I'd be like, damn, those dudes are so cool. I think my videos are like, well, that that guy's kind of cool. And then you listen to yeah, this. Yeah, we like, might have like we might have been that last generation that wasn't cool. And yeah, now, you know, but it's, way, it's sick. But yeah, though. because I think like the the tryhard gang and like those kids that are young, the Modus Projects yeah. kids, like it is now at that level where. They're just like rad it's, it's, kids. Uh, it's more obviously cool to mainstream society. Like, damn, this is sick. People yeah. are, you know, they're not necessarily shitting on it. And I think you can't because the people yeah. are just too good. And they got and so also, much steez. There's like, so much steez. And like the new clothes and stuff. And yeah. then like when we started, I'm like wearing harem pants and stuff. And like running around <laughs> barefoot in trees. And now people on these like store sport line looking fresh. Oh, dude. Got it's, all these colors. It is amazing. It's nuts to see the culture cool. just take shape. Yeah, I mean, what were we talking about before you started getting We were talking about steroids. Steroids. Oh. That was the first thing we, we tangentially like <laughs> tore off from. And uh, what like, I was Let saying was... Let me jerk was, you off really quick with yeah. my roided out right hand now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see how vascular this is? You're dude? very... Va- you got no body fat. That's why. Look at that. Look at that. If you don't know, Brandon, Brandon has about 50 abs. <laughs> I've got dude, abs underneath them. If it's like... If it's sunny out, you just... Your your abdomen area is like seven turtle shells <laughs> intertwined. I play the steel drums on my own <laughs> stomach, dude. It's like, <laughs> I'll like always take a picture. I'm like, I feel like pretty good about myself today, and like me and Dylan like flexing. Nick will get in there, and then you'll just come out. And it's like, all right, well, dude, no, wait a minute. Nick is the actual like. Here's the thing. I mean, we're all just we all have body dysmorphia. Yeah, let's face it, uh, because. We're all insanely, we're all in great shape, but we all think about this dumbass shit like this. Yeah. Like when Nick, and I mean, cause like, all right, cool. I got abs, whatever. But also I'm looking at you and I'm like, damn, I wish I had big, big arms and shoulders. I was like, like taller Stacked. like Nick and like tanner yeah. and browner like him. So I could look just more m- mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about like your origins of your friggin' heritage in like every episode too by the way oh, like yeah. every episode at one point you're like yeah like i've got a mysterious background like, yeah yeah <laughs> but i want to be more mysterious <laughs> i'm like uh, I'm not you'd w- have to be like samoan that would be the throwing be something an interesting random. mix that put some fat on me <laughs> not not shitting on you samoans just, you but just bulk up. we all know that they have that sumo body type <laughs> oh my gosh they got bigger bones for sure this yeah i mean i don't know what it is they carry it well. But yeah, I would do steroids. I don't know about you. I think... I would do them if there was under the right circumstances. Okay. They obviously have a stigma, but I wouldn't do them to compete. Well, the I stigma do is them. also because of competition and it's because people abuse them, right? Like right. that's the thing about most steroids is like if you abuse it, obviously it's going to be unhealthy. But if you're doing... I've had this conversation with like so many people and we've mm-hmm. all kind of come to the same conclusion, which is like, well, for me it would be like it's like Goku's training in the hyperbolic time chamber. Like he has to max out it, his normal training. Sorry, <laughs> you never watched Dragon Ball Z. I'm going to lose a lot of fucking damn. support probably over that. Maybe, maybe I will one right, day, well, but I've never, I don't know Dragon Ball Z okay. lore. I'm sorry. Well, let's say like, go, like they max I out know, their training. I know Goku's this fucking badass. Anyhow, keep going. They max out their training on, on earth. 
mm-hmm. and they have to go to the basically the the chamber where they can train hard in like a hundred times gravity uh, okay. to make to make their training more intense. And I feel like that's like steroids is like you have to. For me, it's like all right, if I know I've trained as hard as I possibly can, and I'm just at my physical peak and it's all downhill from there, mm-hmm. then like might give it a little rare candy in Pokemon, you know, rare like, candy, yeah, baby. You know, like hit your, you hit your peak and you're like, I've trained as hard as I possibly can. Then I'll get a little HGH and like, <laughs> but if you're competing, I think if you're trying to hide it, that's the lamest thing. Like, I feel like you just be like, yeah, like I trained for 15 or 20 years and like, this is helping my body. And I just want to see like, what it would happen, what would happen. Yeah. Like, I don't, no, I, mean, I don't like, know if I would actually do it, but I mean, I just know that I'm not against it. That's all. I don't, yeah. I've never, I wouldn't if, judge if a doctor somebody could, that did it. If I could be convinced that like it was going to be beneficial for my body, which I think that if you take the right, yeah, if you're you doing know, like the two right stack, if it's cycles. like medically, you know, overseen by a doctor or something, if it's, there's, there's people that take it for a reason. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like there's reasons why it does extend and help, may help you feel healthier, more athletic. Extends is a different kind of steroid. Not extend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, and then they can buy those like blue rhino dick pills <laughs> at the gas station store. And just hopefully you get a little bit of analytic, anabolic <laughs> boost through that. That's the that's the non doctor out. You're like maybe I'll just pop some random multicolored pills and see what happens. Dude, they always see if have my like, dick gets hard for eight hours a day. They always have like weird animals on them and stuff. Like <laughs> rhino, dude, because the rhino's got two dicks on its fucking nose and like its dick between its leg and it's just steel skinned. So you're like, that's yeah. I think I want to be. Like, I think I want to just be covered in dicks and just oh impenetrable, gosh. but only penetratable <laughs> penetration. All right, this is yeah, this is going we're downhill. Losing, we're losing it. I mean, I was thinking like jaguar. They always have like some kind of like jaguar, oh, jaguar. gorilla, you know, yeah, like yeah. silverback, some kind of dominant, some kind of virility, dominant mass yeah, animal. Super. Yeah, but but yeah, basically, basically take rhino. Horn. I mean. Ground up in competition, like it's it is an unfair advantage. Oh yeah, but ultimately it's weird. Like I think about this stuff all the time. I'm like, all right, where do you really want the sport to go? Obviously, like it's bad if um, if if sports if it gets so competitive that if you don't take you have to take steroids to stay competitive in yeah. in in the competition scene, which is where a lot of sports are. You know, a lot of professional sports are that way. Yeah, even under the guise that they're not. Um, and, 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 and there's always going to be advantages that come along with money or people that are willing to bend and break the rules yeah. to get through, especially, you know, the more and more competitive it gets, but we're not exactly hurting anybody. You know, like I think steroid, the argument against steroids in, in MMA and boxing and stuff like that is a lot stronger because you're actually doing damage to somebody's brain or their yeah. health like permanently. And, and then there's. And so, like that's that's why I might be against that. As far as baseball and stuff like that goes, I don't I don't care. I don't care if someone does steroids. Obviously, I don't want people to to have the unfair advantage. Yeah. But I'd rather them all be on steroids if they want to be. I don't really. It doesn't bother me. Just have like a roided you know? out NFL, and, and then that's like what a they normal did, right? I mean, you, you, you're a baseball fan, so oh, yeah. you would know. I'm a huge. Did they like fan. kind of bring down the regulations in one way, or they mm. they took ownership? Yeah, so basically of the they drug just, control, and then all of a sudden everyone's hitting homers again. They're they like, kind of just <laughs> had like a turn the other cheek approach, mm-hmm. where like, and baseball's got like such a long history of like, not yeah, basically just cheating, like people throwing like <laughs> spitballs and like tar on the cap for the pitchers, the corking the bat, like Sammy Sosa, and then you got like McGuire and you know Encarnacion and all these like big dudes that get caught with like, I mean Mark McGuire is a perfect example of mm. somebody that. 
Um, or no, I think it was like Brady, Brady Anderson, the Orioles went from hitting like 18 home runs a year uh, to being like all of a sudden like 54 home runs. And he's like this like six foot dude that just became yoked like overnight. Well, because, it's, because it's not just musculature and like the yeah. ability to train more because you repair faster. It actually improves reaction time like yeah. these testosterone. It improves like so many things that it makes you a better athlete. Let's Which is like, why it is like kind of tempting to be like, that's why it's cool, like, right? It'd I mean, be sick to see what your body, but that's again the thing with parkour is like well, it's and technical. Even if it's not in competition, like, what do we all enjoy? We all want to be able to move. And, want and to we take would all love to, to be able level, to do it for like, an extra 10 years and go yeah. push ourselves. And just recreationally, that's why I'm most interested in it is like, oh, sick. Like, part of the reason why I haven't trained as much is because I don't have access to steroids that would, <laughs> that would potentially keep me, like, more easily repairing my yeah. body and, like, more active. Um, you boulder guys, your recreational drugs. Dude. <laughs> but, you know, you know, it's, it's obviously better if you can put the time and the discipline into, like, yeah make your body conditioned on its own. I mean, and the other thing is and like, you don't want, risks. you don't want some kid that's like 16 to like, exactly. Oh, I'm going to do roids. And it's like, well, that's why I think with parkour, you have essentially like infinite technical potential to max out mm-hmm. before you could do roids. And I feel like to me, it would be doing it myself a disservice if I didn't train as hard as I could to see, like if I took steroids when I was like 30 and I was just like, Oh, but could I have just trained a little bit harder and gotten to this level on my own and then done it? You know, I feel like that's always the question for me. That would be like, oh man, am I doing myself a disservice by taking the easy route when I could have just trained harder there's, yeah, there's and a mental... then maxed it out? And like, it's so technical that like... I think it's how you frame it in your mind. Yeah. Because if you see it as a weakness, then I think maybe, yeah, you do feel weak and it, it would be detrimental. If you see, if you feel like you're making a compromise on your own morals or ethics to, yeah. to, to train with, with some kind of uh, performance enhancing supplement, then maybe don't do it. To me, I look at it as just like, I just want to be able to train more. And yeah, the side effect of pr- maybe doing something I never would have done without steroids is like, as long as I'm aware of that fact, then I don't have to yeah. like fucking be super proud of it. Like I'm just like the the fucking man because I did it. <laughs> I can just be like, well, maybe the steroids helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, but like at least I got to go train more. Dude, it does help. I mean, I, I know, know one of the old older English guys um, got like super into powerlifting and apparently like did some roids. And mm-hmm. I think I heard this like his um, standing pre went from being like. 10 it basically like it it bumped his standing pre in six weeks by like nine inches or something obscene we were just like i mean that's nine inch booze (laughs) sounds like an email headline from something i don't know (laughs) something from the 90s anyhow Um, anyhow but like that kind of thing would be like to me like I wouldn't, I don't know for me, like training is so much about like exploring I guess yourself was, and like your yeah. motivation. Yeah. And like, I think the, for me, the most rewarding moments, I feel like you're probably the same way as like when you are able to like dig deep in yourself and like do something that you were like, yo, I didn't know I had this in me mm-hmm. and I manifested it in yeah. reality and like made it happen. And I think with steroids, I'd always be like kind of upset. Well, that I think, there wasn't I think that. it would still be there. That's what I think. That's what's weird is like, I think for me, it's actually maybe the part that I like about training is more accessible because what holds, because of the, just the way that I train yeah. and stuff, like what I've my the most walls and stuff I've, I've ran into have been physical challenging 
things like mental ones are always scary as well but usually it's my body breaks down before my mind and like that's my own problem that's like because i don't train as sustainably and, and like consciously well, as, and you and started older so it was like with, yeah, yeah bad habits when you're 24 like exactly. do a lot more damage than when you're like exactly 14. exactly so like i uh i have a different problem maybe than, than someone like you where you're like my physical is chilling yeah and like and I don't need to enhance it. But for me, it's like I could I would love to be able to access more physical challenges just yeah. based on the fact that like, all right, cool. My body doesn't hurt every day if I train every day. Yeah. You know, I'd be able to just train every day like I used to. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I could still train every day. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying like, but it's like I've it, never taken steroids, but I'm not against them because if it if it would allow me to just train more and yeah. enjoy like if you're a child and you're listening to, I mean if you're I feel like if you're like under 35 and you're listening to this and you're like maybe I should do roids then I feel like that's just doing yourself a disservice but I think once you get into your 30s and you're kind of like if you want to keep exploring that like mental yeah. game like parkour is such a it can be such a well, body game but then I mean uh, like training with Seb too you see the uh, the flip side where his motivation is so like just pure and childlike mm -hmm. and that's like also super inspiring because he's just like well it's all just this journey of you know spring to summer and fire and now I'm like maturing yeah. and I'm finding like passion in these other things and sometimes I just chill and watch Netflix like yeah I think it's a luxury yeah potentially that's all like I'd see it like if I had if I had extra income if I had spare income for it and yeah. stuff like that, like I might invest extra amounts. That's how, that's all I really see and it as is like an extra investment it. in my body. Like I buy supplements. I take care of my food and my nutrition. Like I'm always paying yeah. attention to how much water I drink. Like all these things I do cause I'm trying to optimize my own health. And I don't think that I would put category. I, I'm not going to like take steroids off the table yeah. for optimizing my own health. That's all I'm basically trying also, to steroids, like advocate for. But I, yeah, don't do steroids if you're, a young listener. And like, don't <laughs> be like, I think it's the other thing is like, right. People, people just have this, like all drugs in America, like people just have this natural association because we grew up being terrified mm -hmm. of like anything that was quote unquote unnatural where it's like, there's so much research that, I mean, well, I've, I've not delved too deeply into it, but there's at least like two types of steroids that I've researched where they've shown that in, like using the suggested cycles and stuff like it literally just does make your body better. Yeah. And obviously like long-term research is still pending for a lot of these and overuse of steroids does like really jack your body up and, and your nervous yeah, system. Yeah, you and see any old power lifters? Like not really. Yeah. But you know, uh, so it's Some an interesting, them, like, I mean, yeah, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger still killing yeah. it. It's just like a that. cool conversation to have. I think like yeah. when parkour is not, as competitive and you're just like, I'm just doing it for myself. And if I'm taking yeah. roids, why do you care? You know, yeah, like, exactly. other, than, yeah, other yeah. than for my health. Yeah. You know, and if it's, if it's not unhealthy, well, then it's like fair, fair game, you know? And do there's you? been, there's been speculation that some of the, you know, it's less stigmatized in Russia and like these other like yeah. Eastern European countries, I think. And it's potentially encouraged. And yeah. And I don't know that like, I don't have any ground to stand on, but I know that there's been some speculation on, on some like pretty well-known athletes from that part of the world that have used steroids and they definitely like have the body type that like would, would suggest that they may have some enhanced, um, like supplement <laughs> They're or, actually just or training cyborgs. <laughs> but, Eric, no, but it's not like Eric they don't put in the work. Steroids. Eric is a cyborg. Not Eric. I'm not talking about no, Eric. No, I know. I'm well, throwing maybe, that out there maybe, though. though maybe. Eric is a cyborg. Maybe he did like a stack when he was he really can, young. He Who can knows? take impact forever <laughs> and just land triples constantly. Yeah. He's bionic. Everyone's not built the same anyways. <laughs> like that's what's like, it's funny. It's like, even yeah, with dude. a bunch of steroids, I'm not going to have 
the same capabilities as Eric. I'm never going to take Dom me, me, drops. Me, me, me <laughs> on roids. steroids. Exactly. Like me on steroids is not Eric or Dom yeah. off steroids. Yeah. Like in terms of like my build, what my body can handle anyways. Yeah. So it's like, is it really like that big a deal if I cheat? I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. if, if it's in competition, it's different, but you're already just given like a genetic hand you're dealt, yeah, yeah. you're dealt a certain hand genetically and so that's not fair from the get-go that's why i just don't really have a problem with with you know just doing whatever you can to get there to enhance if you can i mean for sure i for sure wish i could afford like regenikine we'll and get some blood platelet stem cell injections in my shoulder right yeah. now you know that platelet would be nice plasma or whatever hell yeah do you uh do you ever think in parkour competitions there will be like any kind of like weight or like size class for like skill. I thought about this so stuff. much. I've thought about it so much actually. It's like I've like thought about because here's the thing. I want parkour competition to be the best thing that it, it can be, obviously, yeah. because if it's the right competition, if it's the right product, it will get people to appreciate parkour the right way and there'll be more people invested in it. And that's one of the things that I think like it doesn't necessarily do super well yet is yeah, just like showcase like what I don't know different. But I mean, different the cool body thing types about can not, do and stuff. Like that's like yeah. Go ahead. The cool sorry. thing about not having those divisions is that you get to see the diversity of mm-hmm. like you get to see like Tim. Like how tall is Tim Champion? He's like six six one or six two something he's like tall, that. Yeah, like yeah. He's pretty tall. Uh, and you get to see him doing like these fat laches, and then you get to see like Daryl, who just has an ape index of like plus <laughs> yeah. seven, you know. And but he's my height. And he's doing like the same things. And then you see like Robbie, who is just like a skinny kid that still has like to hit his man strength mm-hmm. and he's killing it. Cause he's got perfect tech and can just like fling off. Yeah. So I think it's really cool to see the, or like Misha and Jimmy Pereira. Oh yeah. Where it's like Jimmy's like five, six yeah. and Misha's like six foot and a Spartan and they're yeah. doing basically the same challenges, which is super cool. Yeah. That, Cause that, I guess that, in like track and field or like the NBA, like it's just, if you have the skills to get there, doesn't matter. Like they don't have like any classes for track and field, right? Like you've got some sprinters like Usain Bolt six six, and then you've got like other sprinters that are like five nine, mm-hmm. and they're within point three second, seconds right, yeah. of each other with like totally different builds, and they have like the different lever arms and stuff all kind of balance out. And like Usain Bolt does have an advantage because his stride length is is so massive, but it took yeah. however many you know years for somebody at that size to have the right genetics where they could take advantage of their their height. You know? Yeah. And, I don't know like how that would even fit into parkour like yeah, with divisions and stuff, but it's like, it would be, it, it would have to be head to head somehow. Yeah. There wouldn't be like the way that we run parkour, parkour competitions right now, mostly it's, uh, you compete singularly against like a group, you know, of the, yeah. the, the wider group. If it was more head to head matchups, then I could see like why you might need to like put some restrictions like, all right, you're just too tall for this division or, yeah. you know, cause then the obstacles are spaced in different ways or whatever but i don't know i think right now it's so open-ended that it's like probably not going to get that way i think it's just like we're never going to get so specialized that the body type like you're saying is yeah is going to be there'll always be just enough benefits for the other body type Mm -hmm. to make up for the the disadvantages probably exactly you know where it's like oh you're like small so you have a disadvantage with like creating a big arc when you swing but simultaneously like it requires less force for you to like generate power off of the bar. Cause you've got like smaller levers and stuff. Mm. Um, okay. My other question about comp, what do you think though, before we go on that off that real quick, yeah. I just want to ask like, here's, here's a, 
just to play devil's well not even devil's advocate i mean it's a legitimate question but you know to 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 break like a lot often what people really want to see in parkour competitions are big gaps and big moves and power moves and kind of to help mitigate that we often introduce like smaller holes and techier things but the difference between like technical and then just like actually having a really narrow like bottleneck yeah um I guess, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm just asking, like, do you think that it's, should we more, give more of the more of just what the audience wants sometimes, or is that going to favor big, lanky, or big, strong power athlete guys more, and kind of, like, eliminate even people like Jimmy Pieria's yeah, chances Jimmy. just based on, like, size? Maybe, I mean, I think, honestly, like, so I'm not a big fan of the like really scrambly speed courses mm-hmm. just because I think they're less fun to watch. So exactly. from like an, from saying. an audience I'm... perspective, it's not even that it's not because it's big, but it's just like when you have to slow down mm. and the movements become so awkward that you can't like do them quickly, even given time to prepare. It's like, ah, I don't know. So I think like Amos's course design, for instance, is like really like that's his training style. So he brings that yeah. with like the weird slides and everything. And I'm like, hmm. If I'm watching a comp, I'd rather just see people like savaging a course. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I think like instead of going, and I've talked about this for a long time, and I know nobody else is, seems to be into into it. But like for me, my ideal speed comp format wouldn't be like maybe like style. Like I would keep some like tight corners and like I love like like thread rolls and things like that. Like yeah. put put like a, a thread roll in or like some kind of underbar that is like actually hard in a speed run i think that's the other thing is like a lot of the like technical things are just like they're not challenging they're just annoying yeah so it's not like testing your skill it's just like kind of trying to even out the playing field and it just seems kind of arbitrary yeah it's like oh you suddenly have to like dodge this flag and it's like why just build the course that you have to and do i think part of the reason that it is kind that of way is because thing. of the vast disparity in size you're like yeah. all right well jimmy pieria this isn't even underbar now he can just jump yeah. through it you know or something which i like, think is fine like that's fair i just so wish like, that there was like so i think a good example would be like if you're gonna do that then like make so i like when courses and this is also hard because it's all happening in like parkour gyms so you have to work with the existing infrastructure yeah but i like when courses necessitate especially at a high level like necessitate challenging moves yeah. You know, like I don't like when courses are like sprint courses no. that don't like necessitate technical skills because it's just more exciting for parkour practitioners. And I think for like non-practitioners when, you know, it's like if you're going to do a tight corner, make it so that you have to do like a stride tack over yeah. a gap to change direction. Yeah. Don't just like, oh, I, you have to run around this box. Exactly. You know, it's like, how about we like make it where there is a no, consequence yeah, if you can't me, do it. You know, it's starting to, I mean, like, the movement is really more hard. reminiscent of like the, yeah, logistically You know, hard. it's like, how are you going to build all that into a course that you can like set up and take down and put the next course up and you're doing different courses for kids divisions and like a master's division. So I think like NABC does a great job every year of having one that's like a little bit more sprinty and one that's a little bit more technical. Um, but like where I would love to see it go is like in the long run, especially in the courses that have or the comps that have like where they build their own setups. I would love if there was just like, like a basically the equivalent of like a hundred meter dash, like a 400 meter. And the then like, the block, like two years ago kind of reminded me of that. Did they have like different? Um, so like what I mean is like, I would love cause there's so many athletes that have different skill sets. 
So mm. like some of them that are like a little bit less explosive, maybe because of their body type might kill it. And of course that's a minute long where, and I think right now, like yeah. everybody is like living in that, like tw- like 15 20 to 30, to 30 second yeah. time. And they're like, well, you can't do parkour longer than that. And it's like, well you can, but no one's incentivized to train for it. And the people that have the body type, like Milo, you know, like somebody yeah. like that, who's like doing longer stuff, there's like no comps that encourage that. So we just don't see it. Yeah. You know, and like it's not valued in the community. So like I think it would be super cool. Like the Brazilian course they had that Kai ended up, I think, finishing second in or winning. And it was just all these containers and it took them like shipping two, containers. It, was, it took yeah, them it was like a... two minutes to finish. And it's like that was kinda boring to watch because they weren't prepared physically for it. But the amount of like strategy that goes into like that kind of course where you have to like plan your energy through the whole thing mm-hmm. and plan like how technical you can be on each given obstacle based on fatigue and like you can be losing in an entire minute and a half race and then just gun it in the last 30 seconds and win. I think it's like way exciting and people like that format with like Ninja Warrior and stuff. Like it's not a sprint. Like people like to see like fatigue and like the longer format stuff. Mm. So I would love to see something where it's like a, like your average course win speed is like 15 to 20, which is kind of like the sprint courses that we have now. Yeah. Then like your average speed is like maybe 40 seconds. And then one that's like a minute and 15 and that would be sick. Cause it yeah. would force people to just be more athletic in their training as well. <clears throat> no, I agree. And like, it's, I think it'll get there. Yeah. I think like, that's what I was thinking too. I was watching like downhill racing, um, on Red Bull TV or some yeah, shit the yeah. other day. Whoops. And, uh, yeah, and I was just thinking, like, damn, it's so long. These courses are so yeah. long. I mean, they're riding a bike, so it's less physically demanding, but it's still very physical. Yeah. And uh, and it reminded me of not necessarily the one that you just thought of in Brazil, but the Dom Tomato China oh, event. Yeah. Where that oh, one was insanely savage. long. And just yeah. and I was like, at first, like, everyone was, uh, you know, even I was just kind of like, what the fuck were you thinking? But now it's I'm like, watch, that's though. actually, like, where it's going to end up, I think. Yeah. It's going to be that long, like the final courses are. But it and it was kind of be... like ahead of its time almost, even though, yeah. and obviously Dom paid the, the biggest price, yeah. breaking his wrist and smashing his face on the ground. Which, but, by uh, the way, how do you do that? <laughs> like, I, if I took that fall, I would be... In a coffin. Scrambled eggs on the sidewalk, you know, like... He yeah. just fell on his head. Was like, oh, I think I broke my cheekbones. Dude, you know? like, like, yeah, he's just a tank. Man. Shout out to Dom for then in an Instagram post like three months later, being like, I've never broken anything in parkour. <laughs> <laughs> we dislocated it, his wrist. Technically, okay. it wasn't actually didn't broken. He, like, fracture his cheek or something. Like, yeah, or did he just get if a you don't have to get surgery or stitches, <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know. Sick. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought that was super funny. I'm like, definitely remember you like <laughs> wrecking yourself so many times, but. It's a technicality. Got it. Um, yeah, technicality. that course was cool, but it's all about. Yeah, I think just as as like the like more money hopefully flows into like the current. That's the thing. Yeah, it's designs, like we're, we're not able we're never going to get there unless we get enough people in, excited and interested to to. Yeah. And then you know the more and more we get into it, the more we can specialize and like it because yeah. that doesn't necessarily reflect the way that we train yet. Yeah. You know, that's not necessarily what you're seeing. Well, actually it's getting there. It's getting you, there. It man. is getting there. You're seeing the more longer lines as be becoming a thing. Like it is moving that direction. So I guess and that, I, mean, I think that longer lines sense. anyway are the way it's the only way forward unless yeah. like, cause it's just like, Oh, unless bigger, you want more flips. Yeah. And then it's like, what are your other options? Yeah. If you don't want one of those two things, it's like, do it over a higher and higher drop. Yep. Do like more technical acro. 
or like bigger jumps and then it's like okay well how about we just like do a longer run you know which is like yeah. the malta more, more high level moves in like sequence. luke's run in the malta drone video was like super dope mm-hmm. milo made his like up and down documentary which was really cool like i've been working on my own thing which is eventually yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. get sent <laughs> but, yeah yeah but um i mean for me that's like a really cool way to take it and i would love to see actually shout out to apk for at beast coast they had like a minute long speed comp and it was so fun to watch and it was terrible to participate in but it was really cool because i i did it two years in a row the first year the winning time was like a minute and two seconds mm-hmm. and it i just got destroyed like i was walking at the end of the course i'm like i literally <laughs> don't have the stamina to like finish this course and people were like go fast i'm like i can't like i have never trained to like exert any kind of power for this long. And the next year, like I got into the fast contest again. And then like six weeks beforehand, I was just like hitting the track every day, like doing like 800 meters, oh, 400 nice. meter interval training and stuff. Cause I was like, I don't want to embarrass myself again and like be walking yeah. because it's just not even in the comp. But I just felt like, man, like I'm, I want to be like physically prepared. And this was just embarrassing. Like it's only a minute and I wasn't physically prepared for it. And I think that like, the vast majority of parkour athletes in that situation situation with like, and it was all like wall runs and stuff. Like oh, it was yeah, just a yeah. savage course. So if you started fast, like no, I think Elliot Hall won. And he's, oh yeah, because he's got the upper body strength. He's got upper body strength, but Pedro's he also like just that. Pedro makes up a lot of ground. I mean, Pedro is fast everywhere. Yeah, but one of the reasons why he does so well in competition is because he just rips a climb up up. Yeah, and dude. like that's such his a tech, acceleration. That's such a game changer when it's down to milliseconds. It's just yeah. like. His acceleration from like cat into like full sprint is really good. But um Elliot Hall won and he's like I think it was because he does so he did so much Ninja Warrior and like his training was literally just like going in the woods and trail running. Oh yeah. So he was just used to like he's got that. But that's a perfect example of somebody who like in a twenty second yeah, he's, technical he's sprint course is like he's perform- really talented, but he's not gonna be getting gonna top ten, you know? Yeah. And then if you're talking like the same like power athletes, but then for like a minute course, he, he won by like 15 seconds. Cause he's just got, yep. he was like, Oh cool. I train endurance, you know? And he was able to maintain like really high, like technical ability and power like all the way through. So that was super inspiring for me. I was like, damn, like there's a lot of room for growth yeah. in, in that arena. And then next year it was like 30 seconds and everybody was gas. And I was like, that's it. Like that was half of what I prepared for. You know, <laughs> like, I felt I finished the comp and I'm like not even breathing heavy. I felt really good. And it was, it was super fun. That's tight, man. Yeah. No, I actually appreciate a long course too. It's, it's more exciting to watch. I think I agree mm-hmm. because, and there, you can have like split timing, even if it gets long enough, you'd be like, yeah. Oh shit. Like halfway through, just like he's two seconds. Ahead, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it can, it can really help hype things up. It, um, it's more psychological too, because you're like, you really have to, you're planning and it's not like in the sprint courses. What I hate also is like somebody that's really good can just make a dumb mistake and then and it's over and then it's over. It's yeah. like, cool. You're, you know, you're talking about winning and that's like the hundred meter, you know, like the yeah. same bolt can get a bad start off the box and he just lost. And it's yep. like, he's, he's the fastest one on the track, but he can lose a race Yep. and it's just because of like something stupid. And I want to see, like, I like that option being there. But I would also like to see one where it's like maybe you have a slip up and then they just gas it for the rest of the time. And it's like, oh, my God, he yeah. beat it. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. super exciting. 100 percent. No, yeah, I, I like that format. I think it should ascend like, yeah, even though that sucks. And like we have to iron things out in the competition so that doesn't destroy the athletes because, yeah, with the way that they're out now, they're getting better. But, you know, if you did a 15, 30 or let's say it's a 20, 40 minute long 
yeah. like progressing like the first course is this second third because obviously it has to culminate i think yeah. it should get longer not shorter yeah towards the end of a competition or even just do three different divisions like well, yeah yeah you that's do the because sprint division but i don't know if there's enough i don't know there's if there's not enough, enough foundation specialization for that yet, i don't yeah. think but like but long eventually, term that eventually might be cool. that could be there and like yeah i mean we're seeing that in uh or like you know what also be super cool that i've thought about is um uh doing like team speed comps where it's like relay oh, basically relay. Yeah, yeah. for like a, like a minute and a half <laughs> That'd long be tight. where you have like three people and each each are going like 30 seconds and it's it's you like, like a team relay up, dude you get Alec exactly Hall, like, and on you the, can on pick. that one section of the course and like mm-hmm. then that's interesting that's weird but it's kind of interesting i like it because then you're gonna special you have like the people that are in their specialties just like crushing certain yeah. parts of the course and everyone gets to see the best of the abilities which is nice yeah and we, uh, I'm not mad at that. Me and um, it was me and Daryl. We're talking about this as well. And we were saying, dude, Daryl. Daryl. By the way, Daryl. I don't know if he listens, but he looks so fucking sick with his beard now. He's growing yeah. his beard out. Dude, and he's continue. got a little like Thanos vibe continue. with his beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about like how it'd be really interesting to do skills where you have the five attempts like NAPC style for finals, but mm. you can have a team of three. Oh yeah, so yeah. So you get five attempts between the whole team, but you have like a lache guy, yeah, yeah, like a stride guy, you know. And it's just like I think <laughs> and that a vault guy, just like yeah, Oosh. exactly. Like just bring some Spanish dude over that can <laughs> concrete like twelve feet level. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think like stuff like that is just interesting to think about, and I think a lot of times in parkour we get like we're so set on being like, well, that's not the way that we train or like, that's not represent. And it's like, dude, who cares? Like, just, let's just have fun and think of a bunch of different things to do. And maybe one of them will be like, Oh fuck. Like tons of people thought this was awesome. Yeah. And I think that's the point of comps more than just being like, Oh, we need to prove who the best in training is. Cause that's so diverse. Like that's yeah. never going to happen. So it's like the point exactly. is it's a performance, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that's actually perform- what I want to bring into, uh, I've thought about this a lot, yeah, actually. Like you want to perform I, at I the highest hold, level. I want to actually maybe, like, you know, if if there's um, time within the next year or whatever, like, as, a, as I'd like to expand height drop even, I'd love to have height drop even be putting on, like, some kind of crazy event like that. Yeah. Where, I like, I have this idea where it's called the gauntlet. And it's kind of, like, Ninja Warrior-esque in that, like, they're not going to be things that are really designed around parkour training, even though I fucking hate Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah. But, like... I am barring the idea of just like, let's not, let's, let's it's take, super successful. Let's, let's, let's lean into the side of its performance, like yeah. you're saying, and lean away from, and, and just, and just because like there's space for it, you know, yeah. like any, I'm not going to do the, the more strict competition better than it's already being done. And I don't want to, yeah. but like, I would think it'd be fun to have an event where I create some goofy shit yeah. and, uh, and have people like, did you ever go to jump fest for the comp day? No, I've never so, actually been to jump so fest. So Justin has go. like, maybe this would be the first year because it's about time I go and, <laughs> and pretty close. we'll see. Cause you know, we always have the international the week after and yeah. so we'll usually I'm just off my ass. Also like, like jump fest is usually just like kind of chilling and yeah. doing like some light for me, at least it's like light training and just like hanging out with people I would never get to meet otherwise. Cause it's like, you're just with a bunch of basically like kind of like kids yeah. that are super fun to hang out with and talk with. But like, if you went to a normal jam, you're like, Oh, I'm going to chill with all the like international like pro guys because that's who your homies are mm-hmm. and so you just like don't meet them but at jump fest it's like you're there for six days seven days so that's you're just right. like talking to everybody which is really cool this year's uh no i'm like a counselor so oh, cool. basically like last year i kind of like just set challenges so it'd be like waking up early before breakfast like one of the challenges i did was like oh there's like, like a bunch of logs yeah yeah like that to sit on and we just wake up early and it's like all right we're gonna take 
all the logs and move them from like one part of the campsite yeah. to the other as like our warm up today. Yeah. And we did it like 20 times and I had like 30 people do it and everybody was like, I don't want to do it. And then by the end we were all like super stoked and it was like made everybody kind of like a little bit more tight as a group. You like work with people that, you know, it's yeah. more like that community vibe, the community vibe. Exactly. Like the old main challenge video we yeah. did back in the day, like some stuff like that. That's like, yeah, let's uh, gamify but things a little bit. That's super like, fun. They have their like skill and, or their speed and style. But then Justin did this like tech challenge, which was basically like I said it last year and uh, it was like a, it took like two minutes, I think, to like do the whole thing. Oh, your phone. Yeah. Sorry. It took like two minutes to do the whole thing. And it was basically like the first thing was like, you know, it, it was just like 12 or 15 individual challenges that were linked into like one U-shaped course, which was really cool. Like it was kind of like a Ninja Warrior, but with like ultra techie parkour challenges instead mm. of, and you had to do yeah, all yeah, of them and in just a row like get and, to stages. Like yeah. you get knocked out. Like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like it's, it, I mean, I don't like the fact that it's Ninja, like the way that they do it sometimes, but it is kind of a cool concept I mean, and it's I, fun and it's like. And Ninja Warrior for me, the more the like the lame thing about it is just that it's is the a, production like hyping show. up and like trying to like sell some sob story exactly. or some inspiration story attached with every athlete. And yeah. it's like that's like but I mean that's also what people like about it. And like it has yep. brought a ton of people just into like being healthy and into parkour and stuff, which is cool. And the other thing I don't like about it is like I just don't like I don't rate anything that's like on water and all I hate like all the gimmicky like moving obstacles and stuff. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it's like this isn't wipe out, you know, like yeah. when you see people that are just like getting because something like moves under them and it's like that's stupid because yeah, yeah, it's not exactly. It's like all right, you don't it's such there's a no specific interaction. Thing, yeah, it's like you know? okay, well this li- this literally exists nowhere else on earth. Exactly. And so like what what what's the point that's of it? That's the like efficiency you know? part of they my lose, parkour. They mindset lose me there too. It's like come on out. man, like let's make it at least a problem that would be like cool to see in a movie. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, let's make it so that's like, oh my god, what if that's actually happened? You I hate get, when it's like you had to get across. It's like it's so and much you cooler. Can, you can have something that's so close to that. Yeah, even like a pole vault over a river or something yeah, is yeah, yeah. goofy like that. It's not parkour, but at least it's it's More something realistic. you're like okay that's if you had a big stick you found and there was alligators or some shit yeah. you can imagine a scenario where that would like happen that and it'd be cool swims to, up your urethra you want yeah yeah you don't want that, that boy you don't want that insect swimming in your ball sack and <laughs> laying eggs but yeah i, I hate know. those like lily pad things it's like let's balance on this log that's made of foam and just moves randomly and stuff and i'm like it would be so much cooler if you just gave them a normal thing to balance on that's 30 feet up you know yeah and then it's like, okay, now let's see how X and Y and Z these like superstars do when you actually have like any fear to deal with. Mm-hmm. It can still be over water, you know, like you can still put it over water. Sure. Like that's kind of lame, but like you don't want people breaking their legs on the show, I guess. But yeah. And if you make it gnarly enough, it's like, what, what if we had the, the, the equivalent where like, it, I mean, the, the, the effects would just be like, you let anyone come off the street, they're going to get knocked out yeah. super early. And only parkour practitioners would be able to get to the stages because it, we the best movers, bro. Yeah, we, <laughs> we the most pretty, diverse, adaptable yeah, movers. We are complete. definitely, I think. With, I mean, that's the goal. That's the whole kind of discipline anyways. Yeah. Um, not all of us. With but, real world obstacles. Yeah, not all of us. us. Not all of us. But not you, me. <laughs> not, not, me, not me either. I'm just saying like, you know, Ninja Warrior is so... Yeah. First, it leans completely towards just insanity, but yeah. like kind of weird shit that parkour people can usually figure out easily. Yeah. But 
then it goes heavily just bouldering, climbing, yeah. strength, and abilities. And, and it's in not the middle okay. are like gimmicky wipeout obstacles it's where you're just annoying. like, oh, it's, this is on a string and you have to like step across it. <laughs> it's like, what? Where would this ever happen? It's like, so doofy. That's what happened to me on Beastmaster. It was so many stupid rules <laughs> yeah. that like I didn't understand the obstacle and I fell on the easiest. Yeah. Literally, I fell on the easiest thing that there was because I didn't understand how dumb and easy it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's that easy. I yeah. tried to make it harder and basically made it so that I couldn't do it in my mind Yeah. because I wasn't paying attention. Oh my uh, if goodness. you guys want to see seven episode seven, season one of Ultimate Beastmaster on Netflix, I, I get out on like a really easy obstacle. The only person to fall on this obstacle. Dang. Be- because... Because, because I was like, I, I knew I could do the whole first stage. I was like, oh, this is all like a joke. Like, it's no problem. And I didn't even pay attention to the rules. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> but also, I wanted off that show. Like, I, my heart wasn't in it. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck am I doing on reality TV again? I hate this shit. We already know you're a beast master. So. Hey, I got to meet Anderson Master Solo. of I was the dope. Rhino. Um, dude, we didn't get into any of the things when we first like said we, we were going to no sit down. Plan. We had no plan, <laughs> but you said you wanted to tell some funny stories. I don't even know if you have them oh, any yeah, in your man. mind. Well, I don't know. I we I was thinking of like so. Yeah, I just figured we could just chat about stuff and things would come up. You know what I want to do? What? I told you I wanted to do this. I think, but I want to. I, I want to watch your what happened part and just get your reaction in live. Okay. And see if you remember anything from that trip, unless you have an idea. I remember off the being top. embarrassed about you putting in the. Uh, I was like, I can't show my parents this video now because you put in that clip of me being like, these might be just. Oh, these might like- become stains. <laughs> Dude, you know what? But that is one of the most... That's part of growing out with the homies. You're like, oh, this isn't necessarily reflective of my personality. Oh, actually, yeah, I make bad jokes like that a lot. So I guess that is kind of reflective of my personality. It's a documentary, bro. That's true. I just showed you everyone what happened. That's who you are. Is- well, you know what? It's, it's not who you are. But I, And I actually regret that being the initial piece. I think I should have <laughs> put that at the end of the film. But yeah. I, like, I, I secretly was self-sabotaging maybe a little bit. And I didn't want like... I don't know. I actually, that was the one thing about the, the movie that I still to this day go, man, I don't know if I should have left that in, especially in the beginning. I probably turned off some people to watching the rest of it. It was very quick. Though. And I also like maybe didn't give the best look to parkour, but I also think it sets the film up really well that if you get through it, the rest it, makes more sense. The rest makes more sense. And it's just, it kind of, what I would, but I, the way I reasoned it is like, I just don't want to, if the people can't get past that, if they don't have a sense of humor, yeah. if they can't even like get that, they're just gonna. It's all gonna be lost on them anyways. You know, For I don't. Sure. I don't really want to feel like I'm. That's just I'm a really different crowd. That that like oh like the I always call it like the lowest common denominator. It's yeah. like all right, I have to think about the dumbest person watching this. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. Like I can think about anybody watching it. I could think about me watching it, and I would get that. <laughs> I would get that it's not necessarily serious. Yeah, for um, sure. So. Well, let's check it out. Let's check it out here. We're going to pop it I'll in. Pa- like... I'll put it on my phone. Actually, Ooh. I'm worried that if we use the laptop, it'll like, it'll like shit the podcast out. So Let's do it on your phone then. But uh, yeah, let's see if we can remember. Ooh, you might have to search. Oh, there oh, it is. The right second there. thing. <laughs> oh, shit. I was watching it. I'm... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so do you want me to give like play by yeah, play yeah let's go play by play okay, I'll pause are it you right gonna, there like, put this in is everything else wait did you hear that yeah 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 no Kai not everyone thinks parkour is just as 
Okay, <laughs> so that's First still on in the background. Classic Killjoy Kai <laughs> immediately interviewed about parkour. And he's like, uh, "It's just, a, it's just like the stupid thing that everybody does. It's not special in any way. Every sport is like it." I'm like, "All right, to some extent, that's true." But yeah. also, he made it sound like I'm gonna quit parkour tomorrow, and then was <laughs> giving us shit every time we were not in line with that philosophical I love it. view. I love Kai's attitude. Actually, I mean, I get it too, but I'm also just like. I don't know. There's I hate like the some video that's like where it's like we are this chosen few. Like I hate that mm, parkour mm. thing because it's like literally, yeah, you do any sport that has that element of like self assessment and self control where it's not just like a black and white like competitive sport and that's the only point of doing it. But like if you're like surfing or climbing or yeah, anything that's like self fueled, like you will get the same lessons. But I think parkour does deliver it and like wraps it up in a philosophy that's like pretty. Well, and I think unique. it is you. You know what's unique about it. It's not unique, but one of the th- the things that is, it's got things that are unique. Everything yeah. has like on surfing, you're riding a board, you're in the ocean. Like there's things yeah. that come along with that that you're not gonna get by doing any of the other things. And with us, like what's unique about our sport? We're not on obstacle or we're not on apparatus rather. Yeah. We're not on like uh, equipment or anything. Yeah, so nothing- there's a lot of there's a lot of other sports that do that, but. You know what? Okay, so then you go a little bit deeper. It's like okay, well, we're we're in the real world. Like we're yeah. the, the purpose is more adaptive and reactive to the environment rather than for sure. I don't know. It's, we're, there's we're interesting taking, things. We're taking stuff that was there's out. things that are special about it, but you know I agree with Kai. It's, like it's not ultimately yeah. special. Everything's got those things. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But, all right, and yeah. Oh, that was a fat concrete. I went back and tried that last trip. It was very difficult. Still, I did not get it. <laughs> Yeah, to the rail, to the uh, post. To that it's post, like, yeah. We'll just we'll just watch it in real time. You can just look at your hair is looking sick, son. Are you gonna put the audio much, in on this bad boy? I might. I might just like um, just insert the audio. I might it's just insert more the audio. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna say that now and then you won't do it. But we'll see. This okay. could be sketchy. This is an experiment. It this is the an first experiment. Time this is the first time we've watched videos on the podcast. Yeah. So let us know in the well, comments. I, I like the. Uh, um, it's I wonder, just starting I with me know, being nerdy. That's yeah, what it. happens with. I want to know how much of this still rings true. Okay. Here, even. All right. If it's silent for a little bit, it's because we're contemplating. Yeah. The parkour community, like it's so accessible to travel the world oh, such a sick people. view like, it's so accessible to yeah that was this, like, set of abilities you can literally do things that people 30 years ago got way better to today too yeah. you know or yeah. still would look at and be like no no human being can do that yeah. that's mind-blowing to me yeah you can pause it there because i definitely still agree with that yeah so i think that like what what I said there, and it's, it is interesting to see this because it, it came out obviously like two and a half years after I after we yeah, like yeah, did the interview. So like some stuff has changed a little bit, but I still do think it's freaking amazing. Like sometimes I'll just see people doing like cat for whatever reason catbacks or the move that like still blow my mind when I people do like back. consecutive catbacks and they're like super fast and bit like again like Daryl perfect example like daryl mm. does like phil the one that he does in professor Longhair, big chief where he like oh yeah yeah tat, like Just strides up, up, up. the bar and then like wall yeah. runs straight into the there's something about that that is just so like inhuman looking it just yeah that's <laughs> like so that's that gibbon tech where you're yeah. just like pr- pr- prancing back and forth across yeah. things and just like yeah it's the like animalistic i think that's i mean you see it in some other sports like i feel like with speed climbing um 
or when people are doing like really like intense, like climbing routes or something, you look at it and I think it's like, I go a lot to climbing because it is, there are no other apparatus, you know, like skateboarding, like all, you know, surfing, all those things are like super sick, but you're ultimately like manipulating something external. And I do love like when it's just your body, you see like, you know, parkour, it's just still so cool to me. And like climbing, you're like, no way can a human being do that. And then you see somebody do it. You're like, fuck, it makes sense. But like, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like that still gets me super hyped. Get that fucking massive yeah, plyo. That what's that? What's that? So weak, man. That was a uh, near Vauxhall. Vauxhall. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. Actually, I was talking about it in the last Should've episode. Should've gotten this wall run. Yeah, you loser. Dude, this whole trip training wise was kind of a wash for me. Everyone fucking had a terrible training trip, honestly. Dylan had the worst. He, like, didn't yeah. get any of the challenges he was working towards, and but he's perpetually at, at just, least. like, uh, like at the limit of his ability yeah. and just tiring himself out every day and at least but still Dylan, getting crazy stuff, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's like, at least Dylan did some really gnarly stuff. Yeah. I'm just talking about risk. Yeah, that is pretty cool still. I thought you had some of the better, the really, like, really interesting, unique things to say. Like, I loved your part. Thanks, like, buddy. Like, the message. I wish, you know, it was interesting. Like, we, we never had, like, I, I didn't know, like, what footage would go with what. And I'm like, this. Yeah. It's such a strange challenge. But, like, that's training, you know? Like, yeah. that's culture. So when, we're when we're just doing positive. some weird shit, we're, like, <laughs> trying to get over this wall feet first backwards with our back yeah. to the wall. From, like, an upside-down hang. But, no, yeah. I, I feel you. And I think that that's the funny thing. When um, So to use an event, like, I was just at American Rendezvous Coaching, which is, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite events. And it's, like, a, a PK Gen America's guys. And, like, Parkour Generations a lot of times gets kind of, like, a bad rep for being old school. But they're super into, like, preserving that mm-hmm. part of parkour culture, which is just, like, the culture of effort. Like, when you're doing something, it doesn't need to be because it's gnarly or because it's like improving your skill. Like it's just fun and it's unique and it's problem solving and you're just like playing and exploring. And I think like you said it in your, uh, podcast episode about Sebastian as well. Like, you know, it's just that joy, just like the joy of just moving is what keeps you doing it. If you don't have that joy, just like screwing around, like you're not going to do it past the age of like 26. Once it becomes effort to like maintain. Yeah. 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 No, it's like, it's different eras too. Like, it's fun to carry that that fire, yeah. you know, as Seb would put it, within you for, for some part of your, your overall journey. Yeah. And and that was my Jordan Peterson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me talking about, like, young men needing more. Uh, <laughs> but it's true, man. Ooh, what's this? Share that message with other people and be like, yeah, like, if you want to do this, like, that's something that you should try like, Ooh, pause it that's really cool okay i was actually thinking about this well we don't have to pause it because that's the end of the video basically. okay but yeah let's watch it play out go ahead so um i'll just wait for the music to end because otherwise i feel like it's hard for me to like keep my thoughts straight. Oh, sorry, dude. go ahead oh that voice editing good stuff <laughs> um i remember when you asked me that or it was like you were Dylan was interviewing me. I think it was Dylan actually. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, what do you like? What would be your ideal kind of like job or like life with parkour? And in the videos, like something along the lines of like, Oh, I'd like to kind of be like the, 
you know, like the, the guy that comes to your school and says like, don't do drugs or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but like do parkour. Um, and I was thinking about that like a year and a half or two years ago after I went to Africa and like did all the water stuff with KO. And I was just like, yo, that is, that's happened. Like that's yeah, literally, literally living it out. been, and with movement creative, like coaching in tons of like schools all over Manhattan and the New York area. And I'm like, yo, like that's really cool that I've gotten to find that balance with sharing that message with kids and, and adults. And then also just like training hard. Cause I think as, as much as I'm like, Oh, I love to share parkour. Like if I'm not uh-huh. able to train for myself, like if nobody else did parkour, I'd still go out and train, mm-hmm. you know, like if nobody thought it was cool, if it just died totally as a sport, like I would still go out probably every day and train. Cause it's just, I love doing it. It's like what I, what I do. Like I've never felt like, I don't know. I feel like some people you just have, you hit something in your life. You're like, this is like what I am here to do in terms of just like my passion. Mm. For me, it's like that with like reading Mm. and reading, writing and like, and training parkour. It's just like, this is what I could do this every day and still be excited about it. And I have been excited about it every day for 11 years of training. Like I've never, I've had days where I woke up and I didn't want to train, but I've never had days where I was like, I don't want to do parkour. I've had, I'm just like, Oh, I'm sore today. Like it's not really, gonna be fun to go train so I'll take a day off but it was still like I'd wake up I'm like oh do I want to train today you know like the, the fact that I was like that's the question yeah was like it was never like I don't want to train and I had to realize that and it's like always I want to train today can my body like put up with it mm. or like is it raining out or I have to deal with something else and like half the time I go out anyway and <laughs> still have a fun session which is cool and I realized like a lot of people are like halfway there or like don't feel that way about parkour and I think that's totally fine too and like that's with Kai's point of view again it's like it doesn't need to be I think it's funny because most of the people that have said that about parkour two years later gone you know like in the community they'll like do these interviews and they're like oh parkour is something I'm gonna do for my whole life and then like in a two or three years and it's like where where are you now like what are you doing with training and they're (laughs) because they're just passionate about like following their own personal journey which is like cool but I don't know man I don't know I don't want to say like I would never, I can't imagine myself like not training in some way, you know, even if it's just like yeah. going out and climbing a tree and being like, Oh, like I'm going to like just try I and think, go from yeah, this I'm branch to be this branch. In, like, uh, movement. And it's like weird. Like I haven't stopped training, but I feel like I've stopped training parkour in a way, yeah. but I haven't. It's just like my, my practice of parkour is very different to the, to the point where it's, I'm almost, I'm almost not even doing you know, what a lot of people would describe as parkour when I train my body these days, yeah. because I'm just really trying to explore different areas of training for me. Yeah. Karma like, Sutra does not count as parkour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It does. If you do it on, is it Kama Sutra or Karma Sutra? Kama. Okay. I said Karma. Karma. Yeah. Karma Sutra. Carmen San Diego. Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Tantric parkour. <laughs> That's where you just like tantric turmeric parkour. Hold, you start your Kong like you, and then you just hold, you freeze on the wall <laughs> and you just edge until oh. you edge until you bust. And then you, and you use that busting momentum to send yourself, you're propel yourself further over the wall. You're just at me with your eyes, like out of the corner of your eyes while you're saying this with so much passion. I can't look at you in the eyes when I talk about busting, dude. You, but it's worse because you're like, like your eyes like fleetingly like coming over to me. Like you're like cracky. And like I'm thinking, dude. I'm something. thinking about, oh God, I'm, I'm, I don't know, dude, what I'm talking about. It's okay. Our, our conversations in general just 
they they're we, always we'll gonna devolve super to serious we'll get to like 20 minutes and then we got to throw a dick joke in there otherwise something yeah. it just feels it just like feels it's wrong. not genuine yeah, yeah. it does well um, I, i'm trying to think if there are any funny stories from that trip that reminded me of like the what's happened trip well, or any other trip really dude, i don't know well, the what's any. happened trip was the trip where probably a lot of people listening to this are friends of ours and they've already heard this story but I could do a short version of the craziest parkour story of my life, which was oh, the yeah, hitchhiking. Yeah. Wait, did we already? We definitely didn't talk about We've this We've never talked about this. Oh, not, shit. Not yeah, you should definitely just run it down real quick Dude. for the listeners. Okay, so I'll try and keep it short. Um, basically, we were all training in Copenhagen. Nick Ortiz, who you know from previous episodes of High Drop, uh, like one of, my, one of my best friends for the longest time. He was at Allerup at the time. And so I was like, yo, I'm going to go to Copenhagen. I'm going to like train there with all the Merm guys. And then we're going to go to um, Allerup. And I got there and all the Merm guys were like, screw Allerup. We're going to go to Sweden for the day. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go hitchhike back to Allerup. And I thought it would be super fun. I'm like, I've never done, I've never hitchhiked before. This will be cool. And all the guys were like, oh, we hitchhike there all the time. It takes like two hours, three hours at most. Not a big deal. So I'm going with, um, I'm going with Callum and Greg Eccles and Flynn Disney, who classic OG London Flynn. And Flynn was a student, so he like knew the way. So basically yeah. we like waited for like two hours outside rail heaven spot trying to get a, a ride. And then we finally flagged down a dude who was willing to take four people and there's like a bridge, like a long bridge that goes to like the middle island in Denmark, like Foon. And we were like, oh, we're, we need to go to Svenborg. And we had a sign that said Foon. And he's like, yeah, we, I can take you to Foon. And we're like, oh, sick. Well, as long as we get over the bridge, like no big deal. So we go there, blah, blah, blah. Right before the bridge, he pulls off to get gas and then gets gas. And then he's like, All right, bye. <laughs> we're like, wait, what? Like you said, you were taking us to Svenborg. And he's like, oh no, I live like right over here. I'm not going to like go all the way to Svenborg. So oh, now shit. we like went from being in Copenhagen to like the middle of nowhere, like this one gas station before like a 10 mile bridge <laughs> that you can't walk across. We're like super far from any public transportation. It's starting to get dark. So we're like, all right, we better do work. So we're hanging out at the gas station for like an hour trying to flag people down. Finally, this dad and his daughter are like, okay, what's up? We can take you guys to Svenborg. We're going that way. Uh, we can take two of you. And so Flynn had already hitchhiked there. And it was me, Flynn, Callum, and Greg. And they're like, all right, they can only take two of us. And me and Flynn had like sleeping bags and stuff. And we're like, all right, worst case scenario, it's like 10 p.m. right now. Worst case scenario, we like go in the trees and set our sleeping bags up and have like a night out. And it was like kind of cold. It was probably like in the 40s, but we were like, whatever, it'll be fine. Figure it out. And so Callum and Greg went with them to Svenborg. And then Flynn and I are just chilling for like an hour, like walking around trying to flag down another ride. So finally these dudes pull up, like swerve up super quick, like break really hard, like erratically driving. That's what you want. Yeah, you always That's want that. That's what you that. want in a nice, <laughs> when you're hitchhiking, you want someone to like screech to a halt in front of you. Yep. With maybe some like legs hanging out the window, <laughs> smoke billowing so, out of the windows. Yep. Something, you know, that's what you really want. And it's like these three dudes who are probably in their like late teens, like maybe early 20s. Two of them are like clearly drunk or high and the driver's just like really nervous and awkward. And we're like, hey, we're going to Svenborg. And they're like, oh, we're not going that way, but there's a train station like 10 minutes away. And the last train leaves like really soon we can just drop you off there because otherwise like you're gonna get stuck here and so we're like all right we don't want to take the train but okay whatever so i'm like oh i have like this big backpack i'm and the the back seat was already one dude was in it and only fit three people it was like a little sedan and so i'm like oh like can i throw my backpack 
in the trunk and the driver like looks around like really like scared kind of like nervous and the guy in the passenger seat I guess spoke the best English and he's like oh um no like just keep it with you and I'm like well dude it's like this huge backpack like it's not gonna fit up here and then he was like finally like um okay just put it in the trunk quick and like they pop their trunk and the trunk is just covered in like 200 like kids juice boxes like the little individual like cardboard juice boxes like welch's grape juice style but there's like like floor to ceiling basically the trunk it's like just packed with juice boxes like very like nicely laid out and everything and i'm like that's really friggin' weird that is strange so i'm like whatever and they also was like weird i'm like why why are they like freaking out about me putting my backpack in here it's just like a bunch you of juice boxes the juice, man exactly so i like, put my bag in there and um, we like hop in the car they start driving and it's like pitch blackout and we're driving through the woods. We have no idea where this train station is. We know there's a bridge. There is no train station. That's so we're like, there is no train station <laughs> and that juice, they're going to make it drink it. And it's not juice. It's juice plus X. Oh my gosh. I mean, so basically along those lines, as we're driving, the, the drunk passenger who's the one that was doing the talking starts just talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, we're these guys and we're just like chilling because we're like, oh, what are you guys doing out? And they're like, oh, we're like we're partying. But now, like, you know, we got to be kind of like moving quick. We're like, what do you got to move quick for? And they're like, oh, some people are looking for us. And we're like, oh, it's interesting. Like, what'd you do? And they're like, ah, uh, they think we're bad guys, but we're just trying to help out our community. And we're like, OK what uh who's looking for you and they're like well let's just say the police are looking for some bad guys and uh they turn the radio on and they're like there's like this like basically like a bunch of like danish and we like don't know what's going on like you hear that (laughs) robbers got away with 40 gallons of juice (laughs) it's juice juice. (laughs) so so basically they're like turn the radio on for a minute and they're like yeah our friend's famous like he's on the news and they like point to the guy that's driving who's like acting super sketchy and stuff oh shit we're like what what do you mean is he like an actor and they're like oh no he's the one that they're looking for and then we're like oh man so he's in trouble because you guys are just like trying to protect your community like batman that's pretty cool and then the guy in the passenger seat just like turns around and all of a sudden he's got a gun in his hand and then he's just like yeah we just want to like protect our community and just like looks at me and flynn yeah and how is he holding a gun dude, he was he wasn't pointing it at us he was just holding it kind of like but not he's in, like he wants you to see the gun he, he's like, like hey look there's a gun now in the situation yeah, it was basically like it's like a, how i imagine if you're like a you know, at a drunk college party and you're like getting a dude coming on to you and all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I need to just, uh, it's getting hot in here and just whipped his dick out, but not in like a threatening way, just like a, this is here. <laughs> There's no non-threatening way to just whip your dick out, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. In a polite, Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Kind of like a polite way, you know, it's just like, oh, surprise, you know. Oh, like, whoops. Oh, whoa. This whoa. is here now. Sorry. Maybe if you whip it out your pocket instead of like no out the front, non- you come out the side, or if it comes out the bottom of your shorts, you're like, oh, Sorry, I didn't. If it's an accident, there's definitely yeah. no non-threatening way to whip a gun out in a car mm. when it's three to two and you're taking hitchhikers on a dark road. So my heart basically stops, and I'm like, okay, um, I might have to jump out of a car moving like 60 miles an hour in the woods and run away from these dudes and try and like do something. But anyway, he like he, he takes the gun out, and, and then Flynn is just like Mr. Cool, Mr. Cool Runnins, and he's just like ah. 
so yeah points to the gun he's like i guess not like batman then and the guy just laughs and puts it away uh-huh. and i'm like flynn you lifesaver you know like this dude is just playing it ice cold ice cold uh, and so like, after that we we're like making conversation and i'm just thinking like let me see some lights of a train station like anywhere nearby um Finally, we see the train station. I'm thinking, like, please let us pull in here because who knows? Dude, I'm, like, thinking, like, maybe these kids are, like, high and they're about to do a gang initiation and we're, like, going to get taken into the woods (laughs) and, like, shot or something. Or just that they're, like, on drugs and they're acting stupid and they have a loaded firearm. Like, I didn't know if it was... Re- I mean, it, it looks like know. a real gun. Could be a squirt gun, though, for all it we could, I mean, It could be a very realistic squirt gun. <laughs> Either way, if you're in a car and you think somebody has a real gun, it's, probably better it's to affecting act with the, that yeah, yeah, yeah. in mind. So finally, they drop us off. And we were like, oh, like we don't have um, you know money to like take the train. And they just suddenly became homies. They're like, oh, well, here, we're going to write down this name and social security number and address. And if you use this, it's basically like a ghost ID. And they'll like, send you you know they'll like charge you like a ticket but no one will ever get it and it'll like go through the system and like read out but like don't worry about it like no one will ever get charged and it was like Isam al-Khatib and <laughs> and then they like wrote it on on our cardboard paper so we get wrote out it on the back of a juice box for you they did so by the way like I'm I'm about 98% sure that they were like some kind of like low just getting into a gang kind of kids because like I guess they're uh, apparently what I heard is in that area, there's like a, a couple like young, like Middle Eastern gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they were like some kids that like maybe just got trusted and they were like maybe shipping some Coke or something in the back. Cause those juice boxes, you got 200 juice boxes and you're adults on drugs with a gun. That's not, you're not shipping juice. Like, come on, man. You came around a little juice rack in Denmark without getting judged by Max Henry. <laughs> fucking hitchhiking. They're trying to do you a favor, dude. Yeah, they were. Calling them fucking criminals. Well, the best thing is then they, <laughs> then they became the homies and they hooked us up with this like ghost ID. Yeah. And they're just like, oh yeah, like just good luck getting back. And they were like super chill. So it was like in the moment, the most terrifying like thing that's ever happened to me in my life probably mm-hmm. except maybe when we had to whack that water moccasin when we were kayaking in florida oh yeah fuck. Dude, that's a story but um but it was like crazy so we finally get to the train and it's like midnight we're sure we're like yo greg and callum made it to all up safely we've had this insane experience which by the way the whole time before we split up greg was like i have a terrible feeling about this something is gonna go wrong with you guys like we should not split up like he was like predicting it Man so knows. hard <laughs> um so we finally get on the train take the train to svenborg when we get to the stop called nyborg and flynn's like oh there's a bus that goes straight from here to Alrup, so let's just get off here and then otherwise like we'd have to hitchhike from svenborg to Alrup. so we get off go to the bus miss the last bus so now we're of stuck course. in a, a town that's further away from Alrup. so we end up having to hitchhike again from nyborg and we get to svenborg which is the closest one to Alrup. And there's like a huge hill right before the highway hey, to Alara. Danish people. Got enough <laughs> Borgs in your names? Anyhow. <laughs> Borg, Borg. Um, so we, we like, we have the dude and we're like, oh, could you just drop us at the top of this hill? And so he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And it's like 1 a.m. 1 a. at this point. Like we left Copenhagen probably at 4.30. 
It's been a fucking minute, dude. Like it's been. It's, Should have stuck with the merms, bro. It's like forty degrees. We're already out. big chilling, swinging <laughs> on the fucking air whip, and like eating chips with Marcus Gustafson, bro. I know, and and so we're going up this hill, and we see like these two sketchy figures like walking on the side of the road, and we're like, oh shit, let's drop us past those guys, you know. And then we realize as we get closer that it's Greg and Callum. Oh. And we're like, how did they not make it to Olive yet? Like, they got to ride at like 9.30 or 10 p.m. It's like three hours later. But they didn't know where we were. And so we have yeah. the guy drop us off like right in front. And they like get to the car as we're like getting out. Yeah. And they're like super sketched. Like, why is this car stopping <laughs> at 1 a.m. on the side of the road? And then we get out and, and it's us. And we're all just like, whoa. It's so crazy. Dude, that must be like a rejoice. Like yeah. it must have been so fun. And then we told them, we told Calum and Greg the story, and they literally just didn't believe us. They're like, "No way did that happen to you in <laughs> Denmark." And we're like, "No, like seriously." And we had like the hitchhiking sign with the Isam al Khatib like written on it and everything. And we're like, "Yo, like check this is legit." So that whole thing happened, and then we were like, "All right, well now we still have to get to Alrup," and it ended up being the night finished with a a one a.m like six and a half mile walk through dark forest. That's fun. That's fun with up. everything you need on your back. Yep, with a huge backpack. And none of us also had like, we all had like little sweaters and it got down to like 37 degrees and it's like super humid. And we're just like, Oh, all right. This is now a two hour walk. We got into all of, I think like 3am and uh, it was a good time. It was a very eventful night. Yeah. Love it. Dude, that's what those trips are for. Like, those are the things you remember. I think we talked, I don't know when I talked about this, so maybe on the podcast, but like, that's what you remember when you take those trips the most. Yeah. Literally the lowest, the worst moments that go like wrong, that's the most fun thing to talk about years down the road. Oh yeah, dude. Well, the things that go right, like the sick training you did or like the one, the thing you did maybe that, that day that was sick, like you don't even remember it. Like you, I'm sure you're at rail heaven and you probably did some sweet challenge. You're like, this is the best part of my day that day. And then like, when you look back, it's like, that's not (laughs) even the part that was at all significant. It's so interesting. Do you remember the, uh, Cambridge rooftop night on that same trip? I barely do. I got intentionally pretty drunk with Phil playing darts because I knew I was going to be cold as Dude, well, shit. Well, that was a great drunk. setup. <laughs> Phil's like, "All right, we're going to take you to like a legit Irish bar." We get there and they're playing like you know classic like Irish music and it's this old bar. Everybody's playing darts and drinking Guinness. That was a, like the best bar I've ever been to. It was so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, Cambridge has got their true authentic like bar. I was feel. like, the man, pub. this is such it's a, a real vibe. Pub. Yeah, it was a pub. I was like, this is a vibe for sure. That's some like live folk music in yeah. the background or some shit. Yeah, like a fiddle and like <laughs> accordion. You're like, what the heck? And then it was 40 degrees and raining out and you guys all had like one, you had no blanket. Nope. <laughs> we slept on, on the so roof of the Grand Arcade and I had a tent and these, these motherfuckers have been making fun of me the entire trip for bringing a tent and then it starts raining and it's freezing cold and I'm just sleeping like a baby. Yeah, you're sleeping your little I was sitting, baby face off. I was sitting off, pretty. Chilling, big chilling. And I'm like literally wandering around like a zombie <laughs> at like 4.30 in the morning. Like sleeping feeling next to around like the to take like a fucking terrible piss on the roof <laughs> just so I can like yep. stay like keep the blood moving so I don't freeze to death oh, on top of man. the Grand Arcade. And then we ended up sleeping in a, was it McDonald's or Starbucks the next morning? I do mm. believe it was a two it was a mcdonald's <laughs> it was a double double mcson it was a double oh, yeah, decker it was a ba- mcdonald's floor. with a basement yeah we we ended up by the way hijacking the entire basement it was like 
eight homeless looking dudes with their bags. Amos's butt was hanging out the entire trip because his pants ripped in Helsinki. And we all just like hung yeah, out. And, and his other comments. pair of pants were already ripped and had his ass hanging out. Hey, classic Amos. It's such a classic thing. It's just like, buy yourself a fucking pair of pants. No, he prefers to just let it. And then you, then you, oh and then you gosh. see the same pair of, of underwear on every yeah. day for the entire trip. You're like, I can see that you haven't changed your underwear in seven <laughs> days, Amos. Change your goddamn underwear oh, or take it off display. Yep. Oh man, that was good. But uh, that was a good time. Good ass trip. That was a good. I trip. gotta take some more trips. I can't wait for the more the next ones. When was the we, last we, one? We, Santorini. I'm, was that the last one you went to? Um. That's not necessarily the last. Oh fuck! I don't know. The last trip to Europe for sure. I think that's yeah. the last. Well, no, no, no. Because I went to London earlier this year with Ryan and Knox. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot or, about that. Was it earlier this year? Yeah, I think it was. It was like spring, wasn't it? Like March or something. Or was it last year? I think it was last year. I don't know. Dude, I'm like every day is a holiday for me these days. I guess. Yeah. So it's all it's all a blur. It does blur I'm living, together. I'm living that parkour sure. dream, baby. It's weird though when you like have a lifestyle like that. I feel like your your days do just kind of unless you're really attentive, they do become kind of like less meaningful because you're just constantly in new places. It's like sensory overload all the time. It's hard to it's hard to like store all of it. Whereas like I remember going on trips when I was younger in school or like working all the time and being like, "Oh my god, like this trip is going to be the highlight of my year and I'd, you know, take full advantage of it." And now I'm like like I was at like um American rendezvous and everybody's like, Oh, like it must be nice to like, you know, come out here. And I'm like, well, actually this is like the sixth like, event. Yeah, this, this is month whatever. This is like, chilling. You're like, yeah, but it's, it's hard for the course actually for me, but, but you don't want to like, I don't know. It's easy to get kind of like jaded. I actually remember listening to an Alex Honnold podcast. He was talking about that, how he's like, he found like his years just kind of like blending together almost. And I was like, all right, cool. Like it's not just me being like inattentive. It's just kind of like a piece of human yeah. machinery that like when you're constantly in these new environments, like you don't, you just adapt to like being in new environments. You don't. Yeah. You maintain that like neuroplasticity yeah. and like, and, and along with that, you probably just, it just, you lose it just routine. feels like home. You lose like, routine. So you lose track of, of day count and yeah. stuff like this, but it's worth it, man. I actually really can't wait for, for more trips this summer. I need to, I need to get out more. I've actually settled into more of a routine than I have I think it's in good recent though. years. Yeah. It, and it's, it's actually, nice that's been like part of like, up. that's been part of the, that's, it's, it's been a conscious effort actually. Cause yeah. I'm like, I need to, a little more structure. I need to like understand how I want to structure and create foundation in my life more because I'm actually really comfortable on the fly. I'm really yeah. comfortable off like the cuff, you know, flying by the seat of my pants, as you would say, if you're old as shit, like I am, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I don't, I don't have as much comfort or wherewithal in maintaining like a, a stability or some kind of like yeah. cruising altitude. Yeah. It's almost like when things are like in a routine, I feel like you almost adapt to the point where you're like, something's wrong. Like the same thing yeah, keeps yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, you I need get, to you, change it If you sort your life out too much, then all of a sudden you have all this free energy. And yeah. if you don't do anything with it, it'll eat you alive. Literally. Yeah. But. I'm I'm looking forward to like over the fall. I think I'm going to be doing more coaching in New York. And I think both of us also are trying to like, we've got big ideas for things that we're trying to put together. And it's like, you need, I think you need like to store some of that energy. Like you need that routine before yeah. like big things happen. Cause if you're constantly like 
on the move. Like I've loved van life, but it's like, dude, it's so hard to like save money when like everywhere you go, it's like you're seeing your friends that you haven't seen in a year and you're mm-hmm. always like in holiday mode and you're not like, you're making enough to like get by, but you're like not able to save. And everybody's like, dude, like I only see you once a year, you know, like we need to like go to this expensive place, like get beers and stuff. And I'm like, no, this is my every day. You know, you're like, yeah. I can't like go out to eat every day. I can't do this every day. <laughs> yeah. But like when you're in a place, it's hard to be like, no, man, sorry. Like I need to go to bed at 9 yeah. PM because I'm tired. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's tough. Like even hosting people, like yeah. it's the same thing. They're, they're on vacation mode and you're like, I'm on routine mode still, like maybe yeah. a little bit. No, it's, and you know what I like, uh, what we're getting at? Frosty actually had a really good quote for it. Like, I don't remember when, year, years ago maybe, but Frosty had like this post about it where it's just like, I'm summing it up and doing a bad job, but it was like <laughs> something about like having your home, like having an anchor yeah. isn't, isn't tying you down. It's allowing you to lean out further into the world Yeah, is like basically the gist of it. It's like, if you think of it like that, that's kind of the, yeah, the, the that's sure. what you're saying. It's like, all right, if you're at the edge it's of like a cliff, it's like a scaffolding you're yeah, building it's off like there's, of. Exactly. You can lean, you know, lean more into, into yeah. things you want to do. And if you don't have any of that foundation, then you have nothing to hold on to. Yeah, and you're, for sure. you're like, you feel like you're flat, fast and flexible, but you're potentially way more limited. Yeah. Um, man, that's true. That's that truth. That truth. We dropping bombs. We dropping height drops and bombs <laughs> on, on this shit. Some big old um, bombs. We've been going for solid it's, hour twenty. It's been a twenty five. We might be able to just just, to just send, it, ran, wrap this up. thing up. You know, like it's been dope having you, dude. Maybe we can even get another one in before you leave. But yeah. um, I'm stoked. STS that, part two. STS <laughs> part two. Yeah. It's Tom cool. Reds, like, we're taking up the we're picking up the baton where you left off. Yeah. Just two dudes. Just, just shitting. I mean, shooting the shit. <laughs> we were also just shitting. We all did. Sh- we did shit together. Not, not together, not but together. like Let's simultaneously, <laughs> we shat before the podcast. And now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. We had our twenty minutes of seriousness. Yeah, fuck, we had it. We had it going, and now we're back. Oh man, but that's a realistic. That's a realistic conversation. That's what hype drop. You know, I want to get on here. I want to be able to be myself. With that's the what homie. it's for, man. That's what it's, it's like. For. I'm too comfortable with you. That's the thing. Go but ahead. that's why it's nice. Take your pants I, down. Come on. Do, <laughs> they're already down. <laughs> that's Come on, what, pull your balls out. Let's <laughs> play with them a little bit. They look tired. All right, listen. You prefaced this hype drop. <laughs> All right, for the listeners now, the pregame to this high drop was Brandon saying we should get a video of this going and then saying, wow, it's really hot in here. Maybe we can take our shirts off halfway through and then saying or just whip our dicks out and then put them in each other's hands. So I think sometimes I come off as the uh, as the over the top one in this relationship. I just want to let it be known to the listeners that I'm not always the one that's initiating. Sometimes yeah, yeah, I'm initiated yeah. no, I'm, on. I'm definitely an aggressor at times, you know. I'm just I'm just seeing how far you're willing to take it. Granted, like Here's we are thing naked is, right now, so we it, are it, butt naked. <laughs> um and I'm I'm I got my hand firmly clasped around the base <laughs> right now. And I'm just like I'm just holding it oh tight gosh. and it's just it's fucking I'm so inflating sorry. like one of those balloons in a Mario Party <laughs> when it's just but like, the big Bowser balloon from like Mario Party one or two, and it's just Classic like my game. heart, my heart is my heart <laughs> is actually Yoshi or something. Like use my heart. I want my heart to be Yoshi. Maybe that's okay. a nice heart character. I would yeah. say, or you know, who who has got a lot of heart? 
Toad. Toad's probably got the Toad most heart. Toad's got the most heart. So yeah. Toad's my heart, and Toad's <laughs> just pumping away. Toad's just pumping <laughs> air, pumping blood into that oh veiny, and it's just <laughs> with every. I mean, you're looking at it, man. Why are you looking at it with hungry eyes, dude? dude. I'm on the ground right now. Uh, I cannot. Stay this down. This is why. See, this is why this is not an, an accessible. This is why. Podcast to the entire. Community. This is the most accessible because if you get this far, then if you got it a whole hour and thirty minutes in, congrats, you're you're killing it. You're killing it, and you, you get, get rewarded. Special bonus. This is there's always a bonus ice cream cake on top at the end of these episodes. Ooh, I feel I want like ice cream. Yeah, we got cherries on top. We got. I don't want. I just want ice cream now. You just want ice cream. Okay, well. What's the ice cream spot down here? Is there a good one? There's, There's a like gelato a place down right? the street that's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I've never actually been to, but I wanted to go. Maybe we could go down there. Yeah, maybe after I'm, training. I'm game, actually. Let's get some training in. I'd love to. Yeah, like let's do a clip PM. going. Woo! Where you want to train? Pearl? <laughs> Dude, anywhere. I like training somewhere where I don't care. I don't actually, I like, I like just going out. Just I go like, back, let's go back to Lucky's Market, train at that spot. Um, You know what? Actually, I don't like that spot that much. Okay. Here's why. It's just... Once you've done it, you kind of done it. That's like, fair. I want to go somewhere I've never been. Ideally, I'm there's down. some new shit on campus. There's new buildings that they just built that I'm are un, untapped, completely cool. untapped resources. There's some cool stuff by the um, that like the three strides to pre on the like slanted build, like the building with like the slanted yeah, yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a dope like rock to pole stride thing to like mess. There's like a lot of like weird little stuff over there. Mm. Canvas has a ton of like weird stuff that I feel like I, I'm always so distracted by like the, the obvious big challenges. I don't yeah. take advantage of all the like really cool little stuff. ones. Maybe we can hit the old main even up a little bit today. Ooh, I don't Do know if little... I want to drop a bunch after oh, messing up all the old main challenges. Oh, well then don't. That's what I said Just last get a, time. Get that across I without falling. Almost fell into the stairwell because I sucked. Yeah, but you're so much like I'm better. When now. was the last time you tried that? Uh, that was last year. Dude, you're in a different level now. You can jump like a foot and a half further that's, than that. That Max Henry. That's could. true. Um. And you can take the impact better because you're just you're just way stronger. I mean, you've always been insanely strong, but you're noticeably. It's insane to watch. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, we already jerked him off at the beginning Big of the episode. We don't have to built. do that again. Yeah, I would I would jerk you off, but we have to train together first. Yeah, yeah I'd be down to go to Old Main. We can play. figure some stuff out. Maybe we could film a little accompanying video for yeah, the height drop release. Something. Yeah, yeah, like maybe we can do the first of of the this whatever the series i just want to do some of that stuff yeah some make of that a little, weird make a little, little entertainment we'll, edit. we'll think of a weird weird challenge that's gonna be the idea i'm down i've been playing in trees a lot i feel like i'll be super game to like go to find a weird tree and do some weirdness mm. weird just say weird a lot and that All makes right. it cool well well thank you, thank for, you for, listening. for coming on is there any other thing that we should plug we got your book oh, man. we're gonna know where to find you it's all gonna be in the description yeah I'm, I'm thinking of coming out with a blog so when I do that which hopefully will be over the next month um, subscribe to it I don't know what the where it's gonna be at but keep an eye out because I got some actually some really cool content I'm trying to kind of work towards some bigger not another book but maybe some other kind of like big writing writing goals covering that pk culture holla because yeah, i'm actually I'm, I'm about to well not about to but i'm working on releasing probably mid-summer end of summer at least i, I want to get the footage from giles from the storm tour yeah and once that's there then then that'll Dude, help your run at flint is still one of my freaking favorite things i've ever seen in any which park. one the one where you did that like dive support to back pre to like thread oh Kong. yeah yeah dude 
I regret not filming that from profile. They filmed it so they filmed weird. It, yeah. like, it was really artistic. artistically. But it does not showcase like the it's the coolest part of the movement, which so is that dive to support. Up, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I the, wish I the could. The back cast pre into that like little that was yeah that was wild. Had a, okay, for the listeners, it's seriously jacked up. You probably will have to watch that clip like four or five times before you even realize like why it would be hard. But yeah, it's a dope. That's still, like one of the favorite things I've ever seen anybody do. Still, it was just so. That unique. was one of the favorite things I ever did. Dude. Thank it you. It just for, fit but... that spot like perfectly. That was what was so cool about. That was was so liberating about that day is yeah. just like I've, i i was like fuck i mean that's what's so cool sometimes about being around people that are just so gnarly yeah is it kind of forced me to be more creative with my training because i was like man there are already big vaults and big jumps going down and like i want to like be i want to do find something original that i could contribute and like i was like what about this weird fucking thing you know yeah, and it's it was like and that was i literally learned the move there <laughs> and did it there for the first time and i'll yeah. never and it was scary as shit but i I don't know. That was, that was the beauty of it. That was like that push. That was like what you're saying. I didn't know I had that in me. Yeah. I literally just like, I started from complete bewilderment of like, what am I going to come up with for this line? I know I want to like get some cool stuff and some good footage in this. And then, you know, just worked through the problem and came up with one of my favorite things ever. And it was not a skill that I'd ever trained. Yeah. You know, you get pigeonholed when you think you're like, all right, I'm the, I'm the stride guy. I'm going to go for some, where's the, yeah. big, where's the big stride here. And for me, I really liberated myself that day because I didn't really think about what my strengths were. I just tried to like think of something that like wasn't like being done, you yeah. know, because I was like, man, we're already seeing some really big everything. So I'm like, what's not <laughs> being done? You know? Yeah. And I was like, we're already seeing like crazy shit in like the classic categories. And I tried to like s- just kind of go outside of that a little bit. Yeah, it was so sick. It brought a lot of. No, I love, I mean, vibe to the rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you, sir. One of my faves. So yeah, when that footage comes out, I'm going to put out an article as well. That one I've been working on for way too long about flashing technique and, and work and, and working through, uh, just my, my approach to like deep reflective training or whatever. And like, um, the advantages and pitfalls yep. of that. Well, check so we that can, out. We can ladies cross and gentlemen. promo Shaun. Ladies and gentlemen, um, check I stole that your spotlight. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a bad host. No, man, that's okay. Watch I, out for Max's blog. I'm going to be blogging. He's blogging. And I'm going to probably put up a Patreon in case people want to help me out. So, hell yeah. Which I've also told Brandon you should do a Patreon on this because I would contribute because I like listening to it. Thanks. Not man. my own ones, though. Yeah, the, that the Patreon would be super weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? I've been making. I've been forcing myself to listen to my episodes. Yeah, because I hate doing it, but it does help me learn. Okay, this is where my pitfalls are as a host. This is where I should have shut up and let Max talk, and I butted in because I'm an idiot. You know, it's just hard. To, you know, you have to be critical of yourself, yeah. and it's it's. But sometimes it also gives me encouragement. I'm like, oh, nice. That wasn't as. It's usually not as bad as I think it's going to be. I'm usually like. Oh God! Yeah. Here we go, and I press play, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." Was I'll it, only remember the I didn't do a terrible uh, overt job. sexual references throughout this episode, and then I'll be like, "Man, we didn't talk about anything of value." And then I'll be like, "Ah, oh, it's actually, we did, we talked about some good stuff." Yeah, it's this episode 22. I'm, I I made a deadline for myself. The Patreon page will be ready to go by 25, which is in three weeks. Which is you know, now it's a month out there, from. man. So I have a month, it's and I've there. said it, and I put it out there. So goddamn, look for our Patreons coming out. And our and some blogs from Max and Max is the epitome. If you want to have a good training style, if you want to have sustainability in your training, you follow no other person. All right, <laughs> because Max has the best posture I've ever seen during 
of the landing and takeoff of any movement. It Thank blows you. my mind, like, the <laughs> flatness of your back after you take, like, a 40-foot drop to pre. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is he made of? But being I think anal I, about posture for three years. I'll yeah, do it. dude. Well, All right. Always mad love and respect, and, and thank you so much for joining me, dude. Bam. Fist bump. Thanks for listening. We'll play you guys out loud that, that same jazz track. Oh, yeah. Maynard Catch Ferguson. you guys on the flip-flop next week on Hype Drop. Peace. All right, gang, 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 gang. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. And thank you, Max Henry, for joining me once again. I uh, very much appreciate it. We always love having Max Henry on. Um, and things always get a little weird with Max Henry around. He likes to put it on me. He, he pre- I, I admit, I am a, I can, I can say some ridiculous shit, but it's, he, he's just more composed than I am on the mic. But he's as filthy as anybody. <laughs> All right. Um, anyhow, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Always check out the description if you want to see sponsors or ways you can support the podcast. We really appreciate uh, everyone that's helped support the podcast already. And we, we all, you know, even just listening is, is perfect. So um, much love to you guys. And we'll, of course, see you next week on Height Drop. Bye.